welcome back to another episode of Commodity Conversations, and this one is a cracker. This week, I probably had one of my best days at work in my entire career, tasting burgers. What can get better than that? Unfortunately, some of those burgers were fake meat. Today's episode is going to be, you know, five of us from the team at Mercado doing a blind taste test of fake meat burgers and real meat burgers. Are they something that, are they close to real meat? And also, you know, what are, are the risks involved? And we just have a really good sort of, to be honest, a bit of banter around these uh, fake meat and real meat burgers. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting experience and uh, there are some surprises when it comes to these burgers. And we think it's important that everyone in the livestock industry you know, has a good listen and probably experiences these burgers for themselves. As always, we've got to thank our supporters to make this podcast possible. And uh, t- this week's sponsor is livestockpricing.com.au. My good friend, uh, Rob Kelly, uh, he's worked in the grains industry for a long time and he's moved out of grains and into livestock. And one of the things in grains is that you do have great degree of transparency when it comes to pricing. You know, you can access prices for you know, almost any sighting in Australia, you know, I can access grain pricing in Brazil or in the cattle industry in Australia. It's it's not necessarily all that transparent. And what uh, what Rob's been able to do is he's been able to put everything into one place in terms of getting data, especially on that sort of over the grid type of pricing. I recommend, you know, there won't be anyone listening to this who doesn't have a smartphone. Uh, so jump on to the App Store or Google Play and give it a download. You can look at your local area. You can see what the prices are. And it just gives you an indication of you know, what is happening in the local environment for your sort of cattle or uh, sheep or even goats, I believe. So it allows you to filter you know, what is relevant to you and, and have a look at price grids. doesn't replace the use of agents, but uh, allows you to have a lot more knowledge about what is happening in your, in your neck of the woods. So definitely recommend it. And another good thing is that it doesn't cost a penny. It's uh, it's all uh, free to use. So yeah, get on there and uh, let's let's see some added transparency in the livestock industries. It's uh, it's definitely something that we need. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to put you on to the recording of when we did a blind taste test and had a good long conversation about fake meat. We thought we would do a highly analytical analysis of the fake meat industry. So what better way to do? that than with a blind taste test. The, the companies that produce this fake meat say that it's indistinguishable from normal meat and it tastes just as good. So we thought we would do a blind taste test. We've got some uh, blindfolds which we, we can't see through them. So each of the uh, contestants on the, on, on the blind taste test panel won't be able to see what they're eating. So I could be giving them anything once those blindfolds are on. So we're going to ask them to have a taste of what are effectively two identical burgers. They've got uh, meat, fake meat in one, real meat in the other, with bacon and cheese. So just what you'd expect to get in a burger bar. So we're going to ask them what they think of the taste, the smell, and the texture of each of those burgers. So, it might be hard to actually hand them to them, but we'll go for Olivia first. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt? Three blind mice. <laughs> <laughs> the three blind mice taste test. Oh, I got it? Yeah, yeah you got it. Matthew? There you go, Matthew. And uh, Robert and I are going to have a taste at the end. Ah, 
I'm not going to ask them what they think it is until after they try both. Just whether what you want to know is whether whether they like this hamburger or not. Yeah. So, Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, it tastes pretty good. Um, I wouldn't really say it was any different to a normal beef burger. You don't know which one you got though. Yeah, that, exactly. That it might be a beef be, one. Yeah, right? yeah. So it tastes like a normal hamburger. This one does, the yeah. one I does, yeah. the one okay. I, but if I compare it to the next one, that'll be when the real test is, depending on which Textures. It's good. Matthew, smells good, tastes good. Yeah, it smells about right. I, um, I feel like the texture is um, a little softer than what I would normally expect, mm. but... Um, well, they, these two burgers from the same shop, aren't they? So exactly. they claim cooked cook exactly the same way, yep. all exactly the same ingredients. So it's a, this is obviously a scientific taste test. So we've got controls in here. I'm going to make a bold statement. I'm going to say that's the meat one. Before well, tasting the other one, right? I just got a bit of the meat on the side that it was just meat, or I think it was meat. Is that blood running down your chin, or is that beef? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's me and his. Oh, we're gonna Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm feeling right now, without having tasted the other one, um, that it may not. That this one may not be me. All right. So you might have given us different ones, though, right? No. Just to triggers. Well, I may have. I may not have. All right. Where's my next one? No. Where's my next one? Right. Here's the next one. Olivia's and Matt's actually just. He hasn't actually. Matt hasn't actually tasted it because yeah, he actually did the science. He breathed it in. <laughs> I have got a habit of doing that. I'm going to leave this one yeah. over here to come back to, come back to oh, it. Oh, I should have done yeah. that too. Right. Bloody hell. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> you can't, obviously, they can't see. The blindfolds I created it are excellent. Hang on, Matt. There's no, there we go. Stop. Stop just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, got it. Oh. Hands forward. Oh. Oh. There you, go. you can take the plate, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't put it on the floor. I'm going to give you a few seconds before we ask you questions until Matthew's a bit into his. I haven't said it's beef. It could be horse. <laughs> First impression. I'm not, I'll ask the question. Okay, do you want me to say anything or not? Give, give everyone a bit of time to. I'm going to ask you, Olivia, how does it smell? It doesn't smell the same. What? Can you describe the smell? It's, it's like a wine tasting. <laughs> it smells of licorice. <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't have that, apart from the bacon, you can smell the bacon, but it doesn't have that beefy sort of smell. Compared to the other one? Yeah. Matthew, what do you think? How's it taste? Me or him? Matthew, you're Matt. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm inclined to go the other way now. Um, yeah, this, this tastes quite different and it smells more neutral than the other one. And it's a good, um, it's good yeah, uh, and the taste is definitely different. I'm not sure. If so it's which bad. one which one tastes more beefy to you then? Is it, is it the other one? Yeah. 
What did you say the first one was? You said definitely beef, Matt. Yeah, yeah I reckon, I, and I'm, I'm more convinced now. Um, in saying that, though, look, we at home we do have vegetarian nights through the week, and we sometimes have uh, products that are non-meat, but it's not technically this stuff. It could be like a falafel or other things, and, and the wife often will eat, um, what are they called, those bloody veggie burgers? Um, and occasionally I'm forced to eat them as well. And they're, they're, I don't like those veggie burgers. If I'm going to have a burger, I'll have a burger. Um, in saying that, this isn't as... You can tell it's not meat, but it's, it's, it's actually better than I expected. Um, the flavour's slightly different. The texture's slightly different. I haven't yet confirmed whether that's meat. Well, I, I, I'm reckon this is a, I reckon this is an impossible one. Are you? Olivia? Yeah, the same. Matthew? You thought they were both fakes, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Right. Yeah, this one tastes more, less like beef than the other one. What about the texture? The texture's pretty good. Really good. I think the texture's good. Um, and I, I didn't actually mind the flavour. If, if it is the case, the second one is the Beyond one, or the Apostle one, I always call it. Um, I didn't... Um, can I take this off now? Yeah, you can take them off now. I didn't... Uh, if I was to say a meat burger's a, a, a 10, and a... I'm just going to move this camera forward. Right. Yeah, so you can have a look. If I said the beef, a, a normal beef cut burger was a 10, and the, the, the thing that my wife gets, those old veggie burger things that you get, uh, I'd classify that as a two, and I'm being generous. I'd, whatever, whatever, if the second one was the impossible one, I reckon it's about a seven. It's actually not bad. So the second one was the fit meat burger. That's this one. You can tell looking at it. You can by looking at it too, I reckon, as well. I mean, the texture is too perfect, isn't it? Like with a hamburger, you get different. So I didn't see it before, but no. yeah, yeah, it does look like meat. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a look at that burger. That one looks actually more ready or ready coloured than the actual burger. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the pieces are all the similar, whereas the burger. You yeah, get, you get yeah you get variation. Get and and that was when when I ate mine, a piece of the burger had come out away from the whole bun, and I had a bit that just tasted so much like burger that. I, I could, I could, I kind of thought that one. That's when I said, I think this is the burger, the first one I had. I've got to see that's actually. It's not bad. That's actually quite nice. <laughs> it's not bad. It is different. So it is different. It is different. Yes. yes. Mm. It yeah. almost has a more. Well, I'm going to try the real burger. Yeah. One. But that has an almost peppery type of taste to. Mm. And and you can. What was the what was the price difference of that as a product at the store, Andrew? Mm. You can tell the difference. The, yeah. the other one, but the, the I, can only, one, I can only tell the difference because I've just eaten that. Yeah, yeah. If you give me that on its own. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. That's... And for a person, this is what I was just going to say. Well, what's the price difference between the two at the moment? Which one's more expensive, or are they fairly similar? So this cost three dollars more that's the beyond burger for the beyond burger right so you're paying a premium for the fake meat yeah see i don't even know what my wife when she goes and buys those veggie things so i reckon my my wife and daughter don't eat a lot of meat but they if they ate that i reckon they would eat that well above what they'd eat the other equivalent veggie thing right so what you should be probably comparing them as is how much does the old-fashioned veggie burger taste compared to that if, if the price differential is not much i reckon as a as a family well, i'm probably going to still eat meat because i like meat but um, but the, they I could see them eating that instead of eating those crappy little vegetable patty things you get. You know, the, the, the ones the, that you're getting. The texture tastes 
Like it's very similar. It's almost got a tuna texture. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a tuna texture with a beef taste, mm. but it's also, and one thing I would say, I think it'd be very hard to cook. Oh, well, because yeah. that tastes burnt around the outside. Yeah, it did have a bit of a, a different flavor. So it kind of has a chargrill, more of a chargrill taste than the actual beef burger. But for someone that wants to have a beef-like experience in a burger, That's right, and you don't eat meat generally, mm. as a rule, as a vegetarian or whatever, I don't that, think you're going to be able to tell. No, that's if, right. If you don't eat meat. That's right. And if they could make it so that it's even less cost than a, than a, than a beef patty, that's when the real... So do we know what's in it, Andrew? What's in this uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff like pea proteins and beetroot and yeah. mushroom stuff as well as the mushroom sort of stuff. But like I'm, I'll be honest, I'm quite shocked. I was expecting to eat that and think, ugh, that's horrific. But that, if you give me that in the burger store, I, and, would, I wouldn't really be able to tell. And, so by, had, and if it was by itself, not comparing it to something else, you just think it was a different flavoured bit of beef patty. Mm. Yeah. It does have. I don't know if I can get this on the camera. So you can kind, you can kind of tell that it's got that kind of flaky, tuna-like uh, texture. Did you compare yours, Rob, to the meat one? And I did. If I was, I agree with what you're saying. But all burgers aren't burgers, and if I was going to look for, a, if I'm looking for for a special burger. I would consider there's more scope to make a special burger with real meat than with that. I think that, I mean, you said it's a bit, um, did you say neutral or? You it sm word? smells neutral, mm. uh, doesn't, yeah. And I reckon it's a bit bland, so it's a bit, it's very much the same. And I, someone like McDonald's would love it because mm. it would be, it would replicate every the same time. every time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you know you go to a specialist hamburger place and it depends on what mince you put in there, you know, mm. you could, you could put in, if you, put if in you, if 60 CL or you could put in high grade gram mm. steak. Or like a kangaroo based uh, thing, if it's you know, a different type of meat rather than If you're, if you're covering this in sauce, stew. cheese, it's. Salad. Sorry, what was that? Mm. Salad. Yeah, yeah. 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 like we, we intentionally got it without salad, so yeah. that doesn't. I'm thinking of, say, Middle, Middle East dishes like that kofta that gets made where they combine it with a bit of. Uh, yeah. Bulgur wheat and spices. Spaghetti bolognese. You know, yeah, yeah you, would, you, you wouldn't pick it up at all, right, mm. then? Because that's already got some other product in part of the mix. And if it ends up being a cost, it costs less over time if they become more efficient at it, that's that's a, that's a serious competitor for some of those. I wish, I wish there. No, I'm sort of halfway through half of one of these burgers and I'm feeling a little bit bored of it. Mm. Yeah, that's my feeling. I'm not actually... I'm not tasting, it's not juicy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, but remember, Andrew, most people who buy a burger aren't analysing it. It's just, no, yeah, get a burger, no, get a, no, get a quick get a burger. And some people, like I was saying, I would, if I had the choice between the two and it ends up that the, the case that beef was more price than that would become potentially, I personally would probably still go the beef because that's my, my preference, right? Yeah. But for some people that are either price sensitive or want to eat, if they consider this to be healthy, uh, and that there's a question over what goes sure, into it there, sure. right? As well, in terms of all the different chemical mm. things and manipulations they do. Oh, what's that one there? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the. I can see by looking at it. That's the the, the uh, non non meat. Where, where is the? Do you know where that patty's made? Where did it come from? California. So it's come from California. California. I believe that's the case. 
Yeah, so a hell of a lot of food miles. Well, food miles. So, yeah. in terms of environmentalism, I don't think it's yet there until they make it in-country. Mm. But we, we, the reason we wanted to test this was because we're discussing mm. how much meat mm. from, a, a, from a beast goes into mince. Mm. So if it's 30% of the beast goes into mince, well, is this something to worry about? Mm. You know, we, we talk about polyester and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah compared to wool or something. Compared to wool yeah. and cotton. Yeah. yeah. But, mm, you know, this is something to look at over the next five years. I wonder too, you know, I'd like, if it, if it is any change, it's a bit hard when you've had two of, of different types, but if, I'm thinking too in terms of is there a different digestive reaction to it? Like some people have issues with certain things. I mean, if I eat capsicums, it sets me off, right? Mm. Now, I don't know, I'm assuming whatever is in that is it is not gonna yeah, but you might have people that do have reactions to certain well, ingredients. There's obviously things like soybeans and stuff. All that here. stuff, yeah. So so, so, so so what happens later if I'm gonna get a bit more, you know, acid reflux or burping I'm or not whatever, taking you know? a video of that. Uh, tomorrow tomorrow that. <laughs> but I'm just saying if you had one in its own like we don't as a family we don't eat McDonalds and haven't for many, many years, but I know in the years ago when we used to, you'd have the McDonalds, it was nice when you're having it, but then about half an hour later you're like you feel you know, not so great. And I'm wondering what's the, if you just had a burger that was a Beyond Burger, two hours later, do you feel satisfied? Do you feel hungry? Do you feel like you're a bit indigestion that you wouldn't normally have if you had beef? What about allergies? Correct. Like if, yeah. if you know you're getting a beef burger, it's beef. Yes, there's other stuff in it. Mm. How, how much more is there going to be in a Beyond Burger mm. that, that's unknown? Mm. Hmm. Uh, we we already don't know what's in burgers, <laughs> like the, the average Joe. You know, there's there's still even sausage or even more MSG sausage. and all, all these sorts of things. So it's all good stuff. I'd all ask stuff. that question. I also think that the aftertaste is different between the two. Yeah, I agree as yeah. well. And that's what I was thinking in terms of then how you, like you afterwards. Yeah, you're starting yeah. to. Yeah. What I've I've actually just discovered what it tastes like. Square sausage. Is that? A, this is another. This is another. <laughs> something that was invented breakfast. in Scotland. Yeah. The official name is Lauren sausage. Lauren sausage. And it has. It's deep fried. Mm. So the taste of the meat really is irrelevant because it's deep fried. And there's other stuff in it as well. Like, it's like, is it barley and things a like that? A bit more peppery. Yeah. A bit like and, and quite dry. Mm. Like I think. After eating that half of one, I feel that I need a drink. Mm. Well, one of the things with, with, you talk about dry, when you make a sausage, you need a lot of fat in there. Mm. And with a hamburger, they, I think, I think um, Hungry Jack's hamburgers are 78 CL, so yeah, okay. 78%. So the American ones are about 73 or something. Or 70, or whatever it yeah. is. But that fat is in there to keep it juicy. Now, how do you keep a impossible burger juicy? Because obviously it hasn't got fat in it. Mm. So there must be something else. Or is there an oil, like a vegetable yeah. type oil? And, and the other thing, Matt, I was thinking about when you're talking about allergies and things like that, what, is there something you use to hold it together? Well, I've got a feeling that there's a lot of salt in that. Or some, a lot of seasoning. Yeah. Because I'm tasting a lot of pepper and a lot of, or what seems like pepper or something in it. Mm. But, not bad. No, mm. not bad. No, but certainly, <coughs> I reckon you, there's a lot of people you can serve it up to and not say anything. And they wouldn't know. And they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Yeah. We, we're, probably, we're probably overthinking it, but... No. We, we're, Who? What, Mikado? <laughs> overthinking something? Well, we've been told we're reasonable. <laughs> but, 
It's three dollars more. Mm. Would you right pay, now? Right now, would you pay three dollars extra for it? So it's three dollars over what? What was over beef? What never? What was the price? Base price of beef. Big oh, the, the burger uh, was how much? Thirteen dollars. Thirteen. So it's a so it's a sixteen dollar burger. So it's a fifteen percent. Yeah. A bit off talking percentage because if you're talking about three dollars <coughs> over a one dollar McDonald's burger, it's huge, right? Mm. But if you're going to pay thirteen dollars for a burger, it's not a cheap burger. No, it's not. But they're obviously selling them at this place. Mm -hmm. Is sixteen dollars going to make any difference to somebody? And if at the same time they're saving the planet, uh, it's a bit like buying, uh, you know, when you buy an airline ticket, where you pay the extra for the carbon miles, mm. carbon mm. Um, saving. Mm. What, what do you think, Matthew? Would you pay the extra or? Personally, having tasted both, probably not. Yeah, me neither. I'd pay more for a good quality, organic, you know, sustainably raised beef any day for the week. Olivia. Yeah, the same. The fact that we're not exactly sure what's in it is the turn off for me. Whereas at least getting a beef burger, you know a majority of what's going right. to be in there. Okay, so here, here's the question. That was <coughs> the beef version of that's thirteen dollars. It's ten dollars for that one. I'd still go. Well, we already at home. We we buy. My wife buys uh, organic as wherever she can. We we might eat a bit less in terms of quantity, but we'd rather go for quality and you know higher level of potential environmental standard and a better tasting uh, product uh, that's well raised and pay the extra than than, than go for this, the cheapest cut or whatever. So we're meat eaters. <laughs> Correct. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Yes. We're meat eaters. Yeah. But what if you're not a meat eater? And oh, that's a good that's a, that's a good viable product. Yeah. Very good. But I'm thinking if this is from more an economic sort of thing and being a Scotsman, I watch my money when it comes to spending on food. I do go to grilled every now and then, and I'm happy to spend thirteen dollars on a burger. But if I was going to spend ten dollars on a burger, I would probably rather still have a beef burger from say Hungry Jacks at eight dollars than that than that at ten dollars. Yeah, and especially not sixteen dollars. Yeah. If the question is turn the question the other way, would you pay three dollars more for a beef burger? Uh, my answer is yes. Than, a, than, a, than that. Well, well, based on taste. Well, I think that's the real turn. Yeah. This will be the norm for burgers, potentially, because these will become a lot cheaper. So that'll be the KG. Yeah, that's version. the thing. How, 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 cheap, <coughs> how cheap can that product become compared to the equivalent meat products, right? Because, it, you know, like you're saying with the consistency, Rob, as well, of, of flavour and everything else. And if you're talking took about products that are going into where you're already putting an additive into it, like a pasta sauce, like a bolognese, like a, mm. you know, some of those dishes that have already yeah, have other, other flavour profiles in them. And so that's almost the meat's kind of like a filler and you're not getting the meat flavour as much as you would in just a burger or just a cut or whatever. Then, then if it's really, really inexpensive, like you think of those really cheap sausages when you go down to your local hardware store, you know, we don't know no, what's that name. Go and knock them. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that they, you, you know, the, the election's coming up, the democracy sausage. Like some of those <laughs> bloody cheap sausages, the stuff that would be in that, Rob, compared to a decent, say, a cleavers or batting sausage, <laughs> you know, um, they're big price differentials, right? And then a lot of people buy what's yeah. affordable. Yeah? yeah. And so if that became so much more affordable than your average uh, you know, lamb or, or beef mints, that's, that could be a deal breaker. Well, by law, there's a minimum amount of fat that has to be in a sausage. And then a minimum amount of meat as well, isn't it? Minimum amount of sausage. Meat. Yeah, you can't have too much. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, you have to have a certain amount of fat, Correct. which is more than 50%. Yeah. I think yeah. someone will Google that and check. But, so when you're talking about, you're not comparing 
You can't compare a sausage no. or even your Scottish square sausage. With I'm not sure how much meat is in a Scottish square sausage either. Well, they've got to sweep up the sawdust off the butcher shop floor and put it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if you class the lips and noses as meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the sausage from the floor would still have some meat product in it, Rob. Uh, free range, too. <laughs> I think it's, it'd be worth asking the question, too. Like, uh, a lot of people would, would have takeout burgers many times during the week. I'm not one of them, but, but some people do. Mm. And what would happen to your health would, would there be any noticeable change oh, would it if, you, or, or give if you substituted mm. uh, a, no, a, a non-beef burger with a <clears> beef <throat> burger? Like, what, oh, what, yeah, what are the, what's the change going to be? I, I, I'd be interested to see if it's as he- healthy or more healthy or less healthy. So mm. who was that guy? It wasn't Michael Moore, but who was that guy who just ate? Oh, the, yeah, the Spurlock, Morgan Spurlock or something. The guy that ate the McDonald's every day for a month or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super size me. The super size. Well, he didn't die, but he, so he had to come so off. Someone's going to have to do that, are they? Well, you yeah. just eat this product for. Uh, uh, they need a month worth of meat product. I don't think I could stomach it every day. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit overbearing for me. It's filling too. Mm. I don't know whether it was which burger it was, but what I had is quite filling. Well, it's hard yeah. if you're taking one of each. Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. I think I think when I was eating it, it took me a long time to eat it. Like I think if I was eating the beef one. I would wolfed it down. Could it oh, did. I wouldn't have eaten it quickly. Oh. You couldn't eat any quicker. I'm missing a finger, Rob. You haven't even chewed you. Maybe that goes back to the egg. Just one big half a burger in your stomach. Isn't it? But, <laughs> and once I start to taste it, I'll eat it out. <laughs> Luckily, you're a ruminant. Uh, but the, the burger itself, I think. It didn't taste your And I look at looking at the side of it now. The beef burger itself, the bun was falling apart. Like the the lower part of the bun was greasy. So that was the fat doing that. That was the fat going mm. through it. And it was when I cut them, my fingers were covered in mm. fat and grease. Mm. But that's not like there's no grease on the bun really, no. other than the mayonnaise. Yeah. <clears throat> and and let's be honest, if I get a burger, I'm not there for like healthy meal. I want some of that grease running down my chin. And I want that taste of grease. Maybe that's just my Scottish heritage coming through. But it didn't have the same experience. Did you want yours deep fried as well? <laughs> well, that, well, that might be the next stage. But, it, but it's just, but just, but just looking at it, it's all that dryness is yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah. So I'm eating a dry bun yeah. with a dry burger. Yeah. There's not enough moisture in it. But, 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 I didn't, but you, you didn't I feel like it was unnecessarily dry. I mean, I've had a lot worse burgers mm. than that. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as you put tomato on yeah. it, mm. a bit of lettuce yeah. or something. What about those burgers? You know the little packet burgers you get that are about that thick and you cook them and when you when you cook them, they're, they're like rubber. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they are miles behind something like this, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, maybe they what, what's the take home for it? Should, should, should the meat industry be worried about it? Or is that a question for another podcast? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think I think the short answer is whether you should be worried. Goes is a diff, it's a different question. Is has this got a future? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. Will it impact on Australian beef producers? I, I can't see that because there's a whole lot of other reasons. So there's, there's a whole lot of other things you've got to think of. You can't just say should they be worried. 
I mean, you can be worried about it, but mainly you're worried because people are saying, you know, the hamburgers that we've eaten, I like something different, you know, that, yeah, that society yeah. changes. Well, and Rob, you, a point you made before about that, that anecdotally they're talking about a lot of people, well, the, the demand for these products being, being pretty good, supposedly. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how much of that demand at the moment is people like us that are just saying, well, I'm going to try it just to see. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of value when you when you at a, at a, uh, a gathering with your friends and someone mm -hmm. says, oh, has you tried that yeah. Impossible Burger? Yeah. And so at the moment, people are doing it because there's hype and everyone wants to go, I wonder what it does really taste like. Come back in three years' time and the product well and truly out there, irrespective of where the price point is, you're not going to have that same level of, oh, have you tried the so-and-so? It's a bit like when the, all those donuts they had when they first, um, what were those ones you used to get? Dunkin' Donuts? No, there was Krispy one. Cream. Krispy Kreme, that's the one. Mm. And they opened one out at yeah. Narry Warren in the east where, where, where I was living that way years ago. And there were queues for weeks to get through and get these bloody Krispy Kremes. And then as soon as they filtered out everywhere, it just became yeah. another donut. Is what that about, the same for that? What about uh, in the upper class suburbs of places like Sydney perhaps? You know, like what's of... What's an upper class Sydney suburb, I don't know. I wouldn't know because I'm a. No, well, you wouldn't get a passport to get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But somewhere, you know, beachy, Fitzroy, uh, Turak. <laughs> no, in Sydney, though, it'd be. Uh, the Shire. The Shire. Ah. <laughs> so what, would, what would the people in the Shire be thinking about? They're, they're, just, they're, just, being, they're just being pies, though. Probably. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, there'd probably be a lot more of my friends up there that'd be interested in eating something like this. Um, yeah, whether whether it's something that's going to take over, probably not. But yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Right now, it's a takeaway product, though, isn't it? It's not mm. something that you take home. You, you can get that. Can you get that now, just as mints in the shop, though? As yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought some up in China. But it's the same thing when you look in the packet. It was come from California. So how, how did you prepare that, Rob? Was it? Did you? Uh, it's whacked on the bun as and, a, as a patty. Yeah, and I, but I don't remember it being this good. I remember, and maybe we was being a bit critical at the time. So you're saying better cooks? Yeah. Oh, they're, uh, oh, be they're careful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but, but the point will be, like you're saying, it, it is only a takeaway product now. Um, it, 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 it's, it's definitely got a place. But how much of the market is takeaway food? Well, and growing. So, substantial. Yeah, and yeah. growing. Ready, ready and meal type stuff. Burgers, yeah, but dumplings, mm. pies, mm. Uh, old food I like. Yeah, what, see, another point is what if in the future the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator is a benchmark of cattle hovers around seven, eight hundred cents yeah. in the future with the demand yeah. we've got coming yeah. and changes the cost of this 90 CO and 60 CO. It's effectively a 200 cents a kilo or something or yeah. 150 cents yeah. a kilo. All of a sudden, the, the, the hamburger prices will have to go up. So yeah. the, the meat hamburger prices will have to go up. So once again, you've got a an alternative here that will have a different cost structure because it, it, it won't be influenced by the price of meat. Mm. Well, I think what we've got to do as an industry is actually include this type of meat in demand and some, supply. Some people in the industry would be angry that you yeah, even referred to it as meat. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry oh, Andrew, this type oh, of meat. Yeah, good point. Sorry, this product, this um, this in, meat imposter product. <laughs> this is full meat, lab meat, or whatever you want to call it. But it is something that you know, people might be say it's a bit controversial to even put this video out, but I think it's important that people understand that there are alternatives out there, and that is, look, let's, let's go around. Out of ten, what would you give that burger? 
Uh, well, I would give the, the meat burger a nine, and I would give that a seven and a half to eight. That's my view. Um, I'd be going six for the non-beef, but I wouldn't be giving... I'd probably only be liking seven and a half or eight for the... So it's not, um, not a big range. Not. I'm not. I'm not a big eater of, of burgers generally, anyway. But I would. I gave the beef already a nine, and I gave that one the the non beef product a seven. But I would be comparing that non beef product to another non product non beef non you know like like those old fashioned like, those ones I give like a three or a two or a one. Mm. That's far yeah. better than that. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, probably a six for the Beyond Burger and eight for the regular beef yeah, I was thinking like a six six to seven and I'm very surprised mm. that I'm giving it that I was coming in here thinking this is going to be two we think it's going to be chalk and cheese it's yeah. not chalk and cheese <laughs> this is, not, this, no, is not. this is much closer than what I thought it would be and, and a much better product than I thought it would be this is more like a red apple and a green apple than a apple and a lemon yeah, that's mm. and I think I would give the burger the beyond the, the real burger real meat like a eight, nine, whatever. <clears throat> but I put that only slightly below that, yeah. like a six and a half, seven. Mm -hmm. But what makes me worry is that this isn't considered the best type of fake meat burger. The Impossible Burger is considered to be much better. Oh, well. <coughs> so well, there's two different types, I didn't realise that. There's an Impossible and the Beyond one, they're two yeah, different two things. Ones. And these are only relatively young generations of the yeah, technology. Yeah, they're gonna have more time and more production. <coughs> and we'll think of, think of any equipment we've got you know, down the line, it gets cheaper and it gets better. It's better. Certainly synthetics, and we see that in, in fibres. If you look at polyester and uh, well, nylons, they, they start off at a certain price and then over time, now, I remember the first synthetic fibres were nylon and they were about as thick as your finger mm -hmm. and coarse. <coughs> now you've got microfibres um, that are much better, but the price has collapsed, they're cheaper. I think if we come back here in five years and do exactly the same taste test, we will not be able to distinguish the two. Mm. The curious thing about that though is as they get more and more advanced with that particular fake meat product, they may be relying on more and more GM type technologies and other scientific advancements mm. and additives. So then you've got this dichotomy of people that might want to be interested in that for environmental purposes going down the path of, you know, red meat's bad for the environment, yada yada. But I'm going to go to a product that's not meat, but it's equally problematic in because they, then they're going to have to embrace GM and some of these other things, right? I don't think that's going to be an issue because we've got cars that are electric that mm. are being produced in all of these mm. environmentally questionable ways. But some people, some people are labelling this product as an environmentally better, more sustainable, you know, all these badges around it. And I think potentially it's not necessarily the case given that it's a highly manufactured product. Well, I reckon that's it. The bacon was fantastic, eh? <laughs> and that's local, locally sourced bacon as well. Oh, yeah. so, so in this case, the, uh, the, the fake meat was a contributor, but the pig was committed, is that? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> but I think, just to recap on what we've done, we provided two burgers with bacon, cheese, a bit of mayo, and some tomato relish on... I think it's a panini bun. The only difference being that one has real meat and one has fake meat. And that's the idea behind that is to try and get what would be a typical burger experience. And we found that they are both pretty similar. Pretty good burgers. Yep. So, Possibly. the industry 
can't ignore this, definitely. No. no. So, watch out for what's next at the Mercado Science Lab. <laughs> was it? Uh, what was the uh, Professor Julius something else? Yeah. Was his favourite? Well, a glass and a half, a burger and a half. That's <laughs> well, well, we're we're going to start testing this on. I know that somebody's released a quinoa beer. Oh, really? So we're going to have to do a taste test of beer. Yeah. There's also a quinoa and teff whiskey. So look out for some more taste testings. Mm. We're going to have a Burns night with uh, <laughs> fake whiskey and fake uh, meat. <laughs>